The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in a land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. And he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Now, in the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife named Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord, but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both advanced in years. <clears throat> now, while he was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple, to burn incense in the presence of the Lord. And all the people were waiting outside, praying at the temple. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and great fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. <laughs> and you will have joy and gladness. And many in Israel will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord." And he must not drink strong wine or strong drink. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will go before him in the power and spirit of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. Zechariah answered the angel, but how will I know this? I mean, I am an old man. And my wife, Elizabeth, she's advanced in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel, and I stand in the presence of God Almighty. And I have been sent to speak to you, to give you this good news. And now you will be unable to speak until the things that, these things that I have said to you take place, which will be fulfilled in their time. And all the people were wondering at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, he kept motioning with his hands but wasn't able to speak. And they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple. So when his time for service had ended, he returned to his home. Now after these days, his wife with Elizabeth conceived and she hid herself for five months saying thus the Lord has done for me 
when he looked upon me to take away my reproach from among people. Now in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. The angel said to her, greetings, you who are highly esteemed. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father's, father David. And he will reign over David's throne and his descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. But Mary answered, but how, how will this be since I am a virgin? The angel answered Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So that the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even your relative Elizabeth is pregnant in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is now in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your words to me be fulfilled. Now when the angel had left her, Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit exalts in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humblest state of his servant. <laughs> he has brought down rulers from their thrones. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has lifted up the humble and filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has remembered to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants, even as he said to our fathers. <laughs> now, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they'd come together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, being a just man and not wanting to submit her to public disgrace, had in mind to divorce her quietly. <laughs> but then an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to call him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. You see, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through the mouth of the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, in those days, a decree went out to the entire Roman world that a, a census should be taken. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And so everyone went to their hometown to register. So, so Joseph also went up from Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the city of David, 
for he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was <laughs> expecting a child. <laughs> now, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, since there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news that will be of great joy for all the people. For today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Now suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, singing and praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Now when the angels had left them and gone back into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go and see this thing that the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. <laughs> now, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is the one who was born king of the Jews? We saw his star and have come to worship him. Now when King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. So he called together the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, and he asked them, where is the Messiah to be born? They answered him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. <laughs> then Herod secretly called the Magi and found out from them the exact time that the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, report back to me, so that I too may go and worship him. And the Magi heard Herod. They left and went on their way, and the star that they had seen when it arose, went on ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. On entering the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He 
was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Now there came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. See, he himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. Now he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, and yet his own did not receive him. But to all who received him, to everyone who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only who is at the Father's side, has made him known. See, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, whether visible or invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the preeminence. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, things in heaven and things on earth, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross.
As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to walk when you followed the ways of this world and the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who is now at work and those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its lusts and desires. By nature, like the rest, we were children of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms, in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable greatness of his riches and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. See, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own. It is the gift of God, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God planned everything. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? Pretty cool. And he tells us what he's going to do before he does it. Just love that. Everybody in the Christmas story. Let's put everybody on the same page. Here's what I'm doing. Send an angel. Tell them. Okay. You know, God is so gracious to us to let us in on what he's doing. I think when I got saved, the thing that I had the, the, the hardest part of getting my head around was that God really is in control of all things. That he has predicted, he's already written this story. He knows every part. There's no surprises. He really has told us what he's going to do ahead of time, over and over again. We should be just like the people in the Christmas story, trying to get on the same page as God is. God's done even better. Sometimes you think, I wish God sent me an angel and told me something like Joseph or Mary, or, but he's done even better than that. He, we have all of the, everything he told them. Everybody he sent an angel to, we have what, we have that message. We have all of the prophets telling us what he's going to do. Think how excited they were at, at the first coming of Jesus because of the information they had they knew was going to take place. Mary said, he is remembered to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants, even as he said to our fathers. She was remembering. This is Bible prophecy God is fulfilling. The closer we get to Jesus' second coming, the more clearly we're going to be able to see what God is doing, just like the first coming. Um, I've got some great resources on the table back there for you to do that, dig into 
the end times better. Um, the first book of the Bible I memorized was Revelation, and uh, it came out of a desire to try to understand what God is going to do next. And I was frustrated because I was reading these great authors and they were disagreeing with each other. And I thought, I need to know the truth better. And so the Lord convicted me, why don't you memorize Revelation? That'll give a, be a good filter. You'll be able to understand uh, what to take to heart and what not to take to heart with all these teachers you're, you're reading. And so that began a two-year process of doing that. And I can't tell you how much that has changed my whole life and future. Just deciding to write that book on my heart. And I've been presenting it ever since, telling everyone. Um, we can't say we love Jesus if we're not excited about his return. We're excited about him coming the first time. We should be even more excited about the second time when he reconciles to himself all things, when he puts an end to death and mourning and sorrow and pain. These are the things coming up on God's calendar. Um, there's a book on Revelation, the best book I've ever read. It's by another Alliance teacher. It's just really good, thorough. Uh, answers really good, simple questions that I had that I couldn't find in a commentary. But just a heart for pointing people to the scriptures. There's another book on the timing of the rapture. Um, if you haven't taken a look at that in a few years, there's been a lot of scriptures that are shining light on that. Um, I can't recommend that enough. And then there's another book on the book of Daniel, the 70th week prophecy of Daniel, 70 times 7. God's calendar, his schedule for what's coming up. Um, that's what the Word of God is all about. Getting you in relationship with the God who created everything. So you have the mind of Christ and you're on the same page, just like all those people who had an angel come. And you can participate in what God's doing. That's my prayer for you. So I will be back at the table after the service to answer questions and meet and greet. But thank you so much for the privilege and joy of sharing. Thank you. Thank you.